Hi guys, and welcome to the Meandering Movie Podcast, the podcast where myself, Gary Copeland, and my co-host, Gavin, are going to be talking about films and going wildly off-topic um, in pretty much every single episode. Uh, we're going to be putting up the first five episodes, one a day for the next five days, starting on Monday the 14th, that this should be, and going through to Friday. So you'll be able to listen to these in bulk if you want to. After that, we'll be going to our Thursday weekly slot, where we'll be putting the podcast up around 8 o'clock in the morning. But if you enjoy these first five episodes, feel free to subscribe and you'll get notified of that automatically. The sound quality in the first two episodes is a little bit cagey, but after that, episode three onwards, um, there's a dramatic improvement thanks to our friend Philip doing the audio for us. So stick around for that. Please enjoy. And uh, yeah, listen to episode one, The Sci-Fi Chronicles. Uh, so tell... Tales. No, I do the other way, just in case. Okay. So, so heads is meandering. Heads meandering is meandering. Meandering movies podcast and tells is... Am I catching or just letting it drop? You've got to catch it. You've got to catch and flip. Okay. And that adds an extra level of rand- randomness. Oh, as long as I can see it flip. Ooh. Okay, I'll do that again. Good catch. <laughs> That's why I put the glasses on. It's like... <laughs> Shit. I'm going to do this. Okay, you do it. So what did head, you say? Heads, meandering, tails is mostly. Uh, heads. Me- We're meandering. Meandering movie podcast. Sweet. Um, okay, cool. And I think on that... Hi, um, we are the Meandering Movie Podcast, as we decided are. by a coin flip. Um, <laughs> I'm Gary Copeland. I am a 27-year-old man. I live in Scotland, and I'm not that interesting. And my co-podcaster oh, is co-podcaster is I'm Gavin. Uh, I'm also well. I'm actually really interesting. Um, <laughs> Uh, I big yourself up. <laughs> I need to. Well, now you've got to now you've got to stick to yeah, that. You're going to have to be interesting. I have podcast. a podcast. <laughs> Only interesting people have podcasts. I watch movies and I play video games and I am like every other 25 year old white male today. <laughs> I. <laughs> We're great. This is a great idea. This is a wonderful idea. This is a great idea. Um, we wanted to start off talking about. Um, We've got an idea for a format, but I think on this very first one, we are going to have a a very meandering, yes, waxing. Why have structure when you can meander? Um, and we're going to just kind of chat about sci-fi and the general state of sci-fi in cinema today. Yes. Uh, and where better to start, Kevin, than with the behemoth that is Star Wars? The Wars of Stars. The Wars of Stars. Um, so yeah, so I. I only recently, I say recently, it was maybe two years ago, it was before The Force Awakens, so that was... Yes. When was The Force Awakens? 2015? 2015? It's recent. We both have laptops. I mean, hey, let's do this. All I've got is a Netflix open with How I Met Your Mother and... IMDb, because that's on that kind of... (laughs) You're prepared. (laughs) Uh, So Force Awakens opened... See, I before anyway. While I'm looking this up, uh, 2015. Bang on, check Boom. you out. So I, yeah, I only really watched them recently, and it's it's it, it's a weird one with um, with Star Wars because obviously everyone knows what happens in the original Star Wars. Everyone, you don't even need to see the original Star Wars, yeah. and you know because really, really, all that happens is Luke becomes a Jedi and then kills his dad because his dad's a bad Jedi, known as a Sith. Oh, look at you. <laughs> you. People have come here for the knowledge, and you have it. Um, 
so yeah, and and obviously we've got things where you know, Luke, I am your father, and it's kind it's, of it's, it's not even no, no, it's no, I am your father. No, I am your whatever. Oh yeah, no, I'm it's sorry. the wrong quote, isn't it? I'm it's sorry. the wrong it's, quote. You know, people will get upset. The one person who will listen to this <laughs> will get upset. Um, <coughs> so like yeah, so so I only watch them before the Force Awakens, and somebody stupidly told me to watch them in numerical order, which Just a, I hope that person isn't your life anymore. <laughs> it's. And it's bizarre. I don't understand why anyone who's seen those films would tell anyone to watch them in numerical order. Because or to even them... watch the first three. <laughs> yeah. well, that's watch... a different discussion. <laughs> but yeah, like, cause it's you watch the first three, and then by the time you get to No, I am your father, and and Luke kissing Leia, all you can think about mm, is why, what, yeah, why, why are they kissing? And obviously, you're his father. You told me that three movies ago, um, which is bizarre. So I don't get it. But yeah, like, but. Outside all that, the original three, well, the original three, sorry, the first. <sighs> you know, we've already said the first three, which we meant by one, two, and three. One, two, and three, and then right. The original three is four, five, and six, because it all makes perfect sense. Let's, yeah, we'll, we'll refer to them going forwards as their numerical numbers. So, yes. films one, two, and three, um, the prequels. Dog shit. Dog shit. <laughs> and, they, and they are terrible. They are oh, terrible yeah. movies. Yeah. Just, yeah. Look at Red Letter Media's reviews of those. Just. <laughs> Those are dog shit movies. <laughs> um, and yeah, they're boring, they're unpaced, like they feel like like kids' films, like proper kids' films. And it and then the originals, so four, five, six, um, are good films. And Some I say great films. I didn't have the nostalgia factor. Mm. And I think watching them without the nostalgia mm. factor is 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 interesting because it makes it I could kind of watch them without that like, like hazy glow. And yes. they're fine. They're good films, yeah. Like I would, I wouldn't personally go as far to say that they're great, but they are good films. Uh, and then the new ones have come out, which is obviously seven, eight, and soon seven, eight, nine, and soon to be nine. Plus, don't forget those anthology ups. films. Yeah. Um, and these ones I love. I, I am, I've, I've, I, I am a full enjoyer of seven, eight, nine. Um, and for everyone who seven and eight, you haven't seen that. Seven and eight, haven't seen that. Not a time traveler, <laughs> or am I? Mm. Um, and for anyone that doesn't, and when you'll, you'll find out as we kind of continue these podcasts going forwards, that I am the the more the simple minded moviegoer, the and, movie schlop, and and Kevin is going to be our, our hardcore critique and tell me why I'm wrong. No, and, no, and I'm every... wrong. I'm not angry. I'm just disappointed. That's that's where we're sitting right now. Um, but yeah, I enjoyed Force Awakens. I enjoyed. Um, I enjoyed the, the last Jedi. Last Jedi. I I really enjoyed the last wow, Jedi. Really? I did. I really like. And I know it got a lot of slack, a lot of shtick. That's the most controversial thing we're ever going to say in this podcast. I liked it. I like it's. It was. It it's felt. It felt. Fine. It felt. And I, you know, the way I'm gonna, I'm gonna describe these in two different. Ways. So, Force Awakens felt like what the original Star Wars wanted to do, which was like. I mean, it did wonder. Copy the original Star Wars. Well, and that was fine. It was wonder, and it was very nostalgic. But The Last Jedi, I felt, did what Star Wars was trying to do for the entire three-film anthology, which is be weird and wacky and, and a bit mental with kind of these dark undertones. And it did it well. So what we have here is the first and last episode. Because <laughs> I, I, I don't know how to take this information in and just... Right. Uh, okay. Seven is fun. Yeah. That's... that's like I and it's a nostalgia fest. Yes, because I watched it with those kind of glassy, like ah, 
look, look at it. It's chewy. It's hard. And Harrison Ford's actually acting. It's wonderful. <laughs> Not phoning it in. Not phoning it in. And that film has, like, Adam Driver, I think, just, for me, was, like... Phenomenal. Him and... Um, Oh, I can't remember the actress's name now. I was going to say Maisie Williams, but it's not. Yeah. Well, we have laptops in front of us. We do have. Oh, look, hello. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, the actress who plays Ray, like those two, in that film, just made it for me. Especially their final like showdown. I'm just like, what it felt like. Daisy Ridley. Daisy Ridley. I know Maisie Daisy. That was... Can't be a normal name. Has it? <laughs> that's that's a country like good old name it's a good name good name but yeah so so you liked you liked her I liked Seven I walked out of Seven going that was good I'm mm. happy with that and of course there's like it just copies the plot of four yes but I mean what, I'm fine with that because it was a good film and I enjoyed it mm-hmm. and it did that it opened questions like where's Luke why's Luke not around blah 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 I was like, oh I'm interested J.J. Abrams and his mystery box things mm-hmm. of like who is Snoke and blah 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 and then we get to episode 8 and I walked into episode eight so excited, and I walked out of episode eight utterly baffled at what I just watched. Just being like, "Was that good?" Yes. I, <laughs> <laughs> there, there are elements to eight that I adore. Everything to do with Ray and Kylo and eight is incredible. The stuff with Luke, where he's like this kind of grumpy old man who's like thrown away the ways of the Jedi, mm-hmm. and it's just like these aren't these great infallible deities. They are. Incredible, like they're broken yeah, they're with broken ideas, yep. and, and it, that was so cool. And then you get to everything else in the film the slowest chase scene in, in spaceship history, and the weird canto bike casino stuff that just felt like the nonsense from. So, I will, I will accept that casino midsection was bizarre, and it, and it is so ham fisted in just being like, look, look at the the horsey oh, thing, and look at and look at the backstory for this person. We want you to feel like, care for yeah, her, and it was like, like well, you can't just cram that in. are gonna fall in love. It's like, oh, no, it's like yeah. him and Paul are gonna fall in love. Everyone is like, <laughs> <laughs> that's the ship we're but, all waiting. But then for. there's that weird moment in episode eight where Paul and BB are reunited, and he rubs BB eight in a way that I'm just like. Get on here. Who's gonna bang who? That's what we want to know. That's num- number nine yeah. is gonna be the the, it's just the bang fest. <laughs> the bang fest. Star Wars bang fest. Um, yeah, right. And I, I'll concede that. I'll concede the middle section is is odd. And I, even I was a bit like, this is. Mm, and you just made a long film way too long. But I think, in its defence, like like I previously said, it it tries to do Star Wars and it tries to do it, and it's Ryan Johnson more than anything because yes. like. I agree. J.J. Abrams doing Force Awakens and, and Force Awakens reeks of Abrams. Yes. And it's very fan servicey and it's very nostalgic. And Ryan Johnson was like, no, I'm going to do a Star Wars movie. Fuck J.J. Abrams. Fuck Snoke. Uh, fuck all this stuff. You know, I mean, fuck all, the, all these plot hooks. And, and I honestly feel like the film was better off for it because everyone, at the end of it, I had a friend who was like, oh, but Snoke? Snoke was meant to be the big bad villain and now he, and he got killed and now he's... What, who was he from the original films? And I was like... That's the problem I have with Star Wars. Yeah. That the universe is is a universe, but it's not. It, it entirely surrounds around seven um, key principal members. 100% agreement with you here. And it's so incestuous. So I, I yeah. fully back anyone who's like, you know what I want to do? I want to try and open up this whole wide universe. Yes. And, and yeah. do something different. And, do, and that's what The Last Jedi was. It was different. But for me, The Last Jedi, my problem isn't the butthurt fanboy stuff where it's just like oh Ray's parents should have been Luke and why wasn't Snoke um, uh, 
what was that? Plagueis. Plagueis, yeah. And I was, and Plagueis? Like, Plagueis? I don't, no, because it doesn't need to be that. My problem with episode eight is it's just not a well-made film from like a technical standpoint. <laughs> if like pacing and structure and basic storytelling, it's just like you just went off the rails with just common sense and film. It's like you wanted to do something different, but you did so different that you forgot to like follow the rules of filmmaking at points. You're just like, what are you doing? It's like structurally, this film is a disaster. It's just. There's like four endings. You don't have Return of the King in the middle of your trilogy. It's like <laughs> you have that at the end where you can be indulgent and be yeah. Peter Jackson with all your visual effects. But all the fanboy stuff, I'm like, I don't want to sit on the internet and be like, oh, Luke was not, Luke should have lived forever. And yeah. How, like, how did, why did he die if he would say, no, he yeah. shouldn't be able to force project himself that far? It's just like, don't care. Just, it's Star Wars and. But then outside that, I mean, I, I I can see where you're coming from to a degree because yeah, the middle section was bizarre, and there is some weird pacing choices and even just weird film choices in general with yeah. it. But I mean, the whole thing with the space chase just like breaks all logic of just like they can't get another ship to just zoom in front of them and just blow them up from the front. They just have to like slowly crawl. It's like because they were just outside of the the warp jump. Area, just like, like some he, reason, plot at reason. At some points, he wrote like he wrote the character stuff so well for like Ray and Kylo, and it, but then when it came to like just basic, we need a reason for this plot to exist. He would go, well, let's just throw common sense and logic out the window, yeah. and instead just say they're out of range of something. And plot plot armor is a is a problem, and it, yeah, it, 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 it is rife in the Last Jedi. Flip side of that, again, back to the kind of prose of it, visually it's phenomenal. Oh, like that scene where the ship flies through. The, <sighs> I was just, I remember sitting there in the cinema and there was just this silence. And, yeah. And I was just like, I was like, someone's going to make a noise, someone's going to be an arsehole. But it was just like this kind of intake of air, like, wow. It created a vacuum. Yeah. Like, was, literally. And that scene on the hothy looking planet, it like, looks stunning with all the red, yeah, and, like, yeah. just the deep reds. It's, the film looks amazing. Like, but oh, I'm just like, they're, why did they get a guy? Maybe Ryan Johnson should have wrote it, and then they should have got someone mm. like a J.J. Abrams to direct it, who yeah. understands how to work a movie of that scale. Because Ryan Johnson just didn't seem to understand that he could like cut sections out of the script. And yeah. He didn't have to film everything and put every, like Peter Jackson, which like six hours long. And King Kong <laughs> shows up in hour four, four. It's like what? No, just condense. Condense. Okay, fair enough. And but yeah, so I mean, so what do you think the future holds for Star Wars? What do you, what do you have? You got high hopes it's for nine? It's utterly <laughs> fucked. I mean, I've read like an article this week where it's just like they've just scrapped the Boba Fett film, which is both good and bad. I feel like they've scrapped the Obi Wan. And that, film. that was because they felt like the, they were they were releasing them too close to each other. Yeah, because yeah. Solo came out five months after Return of Jedi, and Solo bombed, which is a shame because, because it's, it's fun. It's Solo, yeah, Solo is is good old. It's it's the Indiana Jones of yes. space movies. That's a great I would way to say. describe it. It's like a family film. It's fun. Yeah, it's maybe not like. I mean, it does do a lot to harm the legacy of Han Solo. But the minute they announce it, I'm like, this is going to decimate. Yeah. Like the whole like, how to get his name? It's just like, please don't say it. One man army. It's like, I'm sitting there, like, please don't say it. Please don't say. It. I'll write Solo. I was like, you did it. Why did you do it to me? 
But Fuck it was, you, Disney. But it was good outside that, and and the the character stuff was nice, and like the, yeah. the and and again the the action scenes, which and like and that's it. Fundamentally, that's a sci-fi action movie, whereas. Whereas Star Wars tries to be a Star Wars, uh, a, Star Wars a sci-fi epic, you yes. know. Whereas Han Solo, uh, the Solo, a Star Wars movie, was just like here it is, action. And Rogue One, uh, I mean, Rogue One fascinates me because it did something like it explored an area of Star Wars that I don't think had been touched upon, and that was the Rebels and mm-hmm. how, in like the original films, the Rebels are seen like we are the good guys and we're going to save the world or the galaxy, and then in Rogue One, it's kind of like. We're just a collection of bad people who aren't as bad as these other bad yeah, people, and yeah, we're yeah, just yeah. gonna like, and nobody else will do it, so we'll do it because it's like, oh, smugglers and guys who uh, used to blow up at uh, stuff, just like explosion experts, like these terrible people. But bring them together, they can do. Gotta fight the the, the more, the more evil. Really interesting, especially when like goes to planets and you see like the empire just like holding everyone down. It's like yeah. this is like bleak and. Fascinating and 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 that's kind of why I'm gutted that they've cancelled these other Star Wars spin-offs because I feel like what I, I feel like that what they were doing with them is they were using them as as the yeah coming away from the sci-fi epic and choosing and it, and it kind of Disney have done the same thing with a few of the Marvel films and I'll yeah. touch on that very briefly like you know Guardians of the Galaxy was for, 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 first and foremost a, co- a comedy yeah and. Ant-Man was a heist film, a comedic heist film, but at its core, it was a heist film. And I think the, the Disney Marvel films, which um, which do that, where they take the characters but then choose a genre, and uh, Winter Soldier being Winter a, Soldier's the best being example. a spy movie. It's just like one of the best spy movies. So those are the for, that for me. Scale. Granted, there's a few problems in between all of them, but for me, they are the standouts for yeah. the Marvel universe, and that's why I liked about the the Star Wars spin-offs was that they were like cool Rogue One war film in Star Wars Solo action movie in Star Wars like how the problem with the anthology films was Rogue One was a good start because it was even though it was connected through like the Death Star route it was disconnected enough from like the bigger stuff like the work and that stuff the problem with uh, doing a solo um, anthology film is it immediately just like limits you to what you can do Whereas I feel the anthology film should have been like, let's go to this side of the galaxy over here with this weird group of people. Hundred percent. Let's go exactly back to what I said. You know what? Five minutes ago. Like, it's like the the Star Wars universe's biggest problem is that it is an incestuous yes. pool of of Skywalkers, pretty yes. much. Because like, even Rogue One had to end with that shot of Leia, and I'm like, you didn't need to do that. Yeah. Because one, it looked terrible, <laughs> and, just and then Solo was just well, like, and they brought Darth Vader into it because that scene just made me. It's a great movie. It's a great scene. In my seat. But it's still just like, show, it's like fan don't service. don't bring it in. Like let it's, let us have a Star Wars movie that doesn't actually have anything to do with yeah with all the Star Wars stuff that we already know. I like that about Rogue One where like, all the characters we're introduced to mm-hmm. all die. Yeah. Mainly because they have to, but also it's kind of like, <laughs> it just kind of shows that there are other parts to this war where it isn't like, and we won the day and he, everyone gets a medal on their shoulder. And no Jedi's as well, other than, you know what I mean? Like, no no lightsaber stuff other yes. than Darth Vader, which was cool. Um, and maybe you'll know more about this than me. Did, did Ryan Johnson get his Star Wars trilogy? Is that happening? Because I remember I that. Don't, they don't seem to talk because he got one and the David Benioff and Davey Wise from Game of Thrones also got one. Mm-hmm. But they've stopped mentioning those and now everything they talk about is on the Disney streaming server. So, like, John Favreau's got his The Mandalorian TV series. Uh, uh, TV show mm. which has an insane set of directors like John Favreau and George Lucas and uh, John Favreau has been killing it recently though. I mean John Favreau has been like I, I, I gotta say like I had very low expectations 
of, of, of John Favreau as an actor yeah. turning director I was like because yeah like Iron Man was like changed the, yeah. the landscape Iron Man 2 I like it it's fine people come out I think it's much better than Iron Man 3 which is again I like this word <laughs> dog shit <laughs> and then he then came out with some aliens again just like what mm-hmm. I had an idea it didn't work and then it was what's it, he did that like little passion project where he's in the food truck uh, Chef Chef like lovely wee film great and then um, Jungle Book I Jungle, Jungle Book, Book. Was, is the this one the Jungle Book is the highlight Jungle Book I feel like I he like, smashed this is... I, and I'm a Disney fan and I thought I was going to go into that film and be like <clears throat> and yeah I came out of that grinning it was, like, <laughs> it, was like, it was good it's like the visual effects are incredible yeah and it's that's like quite a voice I'm fascinated to see um, Andy Serkis Mowgli though because he's going right. for that really dark sinister I'm like really interested to see what he's going to do but it's going to be a straight to Netflix film which is kind of like the cattle prod to the side of the temple. Like, <laughs> this isn't going to be good because let's dump it on Netflix. Let's just put it there. Um, no, exactly. And uh, yeah, we, we're coming... <laughs> we've done it, meandered. We've, we've gone off topic just a touch. Just a touch. Um, but yeah, so Star Wars, I feel, is... is I, I enjoyed them. They've got it... It, it has huge problems. Yes. And, it's, and going forward, it's going to continue having huge problems. And, this, and that's why I appreciate what Ryan Johnson and his team were trying to do, which yeah, is like... I'd, like I wholly like respect to him for like trying to do something different. But, but yeah. I think unfortunately with the reactions of that, Disney's gonna be like, well, let's never do that again. JJ Abrams is back for nine, isn't it? Yeah. And you know what's so annoying about that is now JJ Abrams is gonna be like, Oh actually Snoke's not dead, he's got metal oh, yeah. legs now. Oh actually yeah. uh, uh, Ray is Luke's child, she just didn't know about it and and he was lying. And it's like, no, yeah. let it I can fully see them doing that. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. It's gonna be a fan service nightmare and it and then yeah. and then you know what's even funnier about that? All the fanboys are gonna go, Oh what? That's actually a bit rubbish now. Because they complained <laughs> during the Force Awakens, oh it's just the same as the Force Awakens, I want something different. Then they got something different. This is different. This is I want too different. I know. I mean, it's like you can't, <laughs> you can't win. Um, and then, yeah, yeah. I think, yeah. It'll be interesting when Nine comes out, and we can. Oh, we can I'm sure we'll dissect it. In I am fascinated to see because I'm just fascinated to see what's going to happen with <laughs> Episode Nine. I'm fascinated to see what's going to happen with Star Wars because it's like totally. Disney has Star Wars. Well, this is going to be even more gigantic than ever, and then somehow. Disney fucked up Star Wars. It's like, how did that happen? I almost one up plot them. It's yeah. like it was it was a, a testament. But no. and then on the flip side of this, we obviously have Star Trek. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, Gavin's fave. Um, yeah, I'm a Star Trek boy. So and like so just just the, the future of Star Trek before I think we get into anything else. Because have they got anything lined up? Because yes. I don't know. I'm so Star Trek wise, there's the so we've got the TV show right mm-hmm. now, Star Trek Discovery, Discovery which. I don't know if I want to get into, but it is dog shit. <laughs> <laughs> I am. I don't like that TV show. Uh, and then we have the, I guess what you would call the J.J. Abrams verse, which mm-hmm. is like Chris Pine and Zachary Quinto and stuff. But movie-wise, Tarantino is currently like booked to write and direct like a standalone Star Trek film what? based upon what I believe either an original series or a TNG episode I can't remember which one and it's going to be R-rated that'll never happen but it's like that's that's crazy like Warner Brothers are always like yeah sure let's do it and then there's going to be there was going to be a Star Trek 4 with the Abrams cast that was going to see Chris Hemsworth coming back as okay. 
Kirk's father, and then there was two teaming up for a mission. But then more time time travelly yeah, nonsense usual, happening like, in that. Fly aboard a plane around the sun, then you go back in time. <laughs> but both Chris Pine and Chris Hemsworth, I don't, I haven't seen an update in this recently. Aren't coming back for it because they're not getting paid enough because their contracts. That, that would mean there's way too many Chris's in one I mean, film. I mean, just get Chris Evans in there and Chris like, Evans. God, there's going to be a point. Chris Griffin. There's going to be a studio. Oh God! <laughs> just imagine that it's Chris Hemsworth and then an animated Chris Griffin is going. To say, I'd watch it. I mean, it's Chris Hemsworth, sure. The, the Chris Chris Trek. There's going to be a studio that has the balls to bring all four together in a movie, and it's going to be glorious, <laughs> crazy. And Picard's back, obviously. Uh, and then Patrick there's Stewart's. that TV show, which I think they're currently in the process of like sitting in a writers' room coming up with ideas. Huh. But it's going to be set twenty years after the final episode of TNG. Uh, and it's I think Picard's going to go the same route as Luke in episode 8 which is like he's distanced himself from like the Federation he's kind of like sick of things and then they need to pull him back in I'm interested in that but once again this brings me to my problem with the current Starship is it's going Star, Star Wars route which is like everything has to connect to the Star Trek that everyone loved because yeah. you've got Star Trek Discovery Season one, spoilers for anyone who doesn't watch season one of a dog shit show, it ends with the original Enterprise flying up that's commanded by Christopher Pike, who was the captain before uh, Kirk. And season two is going to have Spock in it in a serious role. And I'm just like, no, go your own way. It's, it is funny hearing you talk about this, because I've got another friend who watched Discovery, and they were like, I mean, they're not writing a poem about it, but they were like, it's fine. Like, it seems to be rubbing a lot of Star Trek fans the wrong way. But he was like, I, he was, and I think this is the thing, and, and it's, a, it's a really fair point, and I, I, I get what you're saying. Because, yeah, Disney, whoever is in charge of Star Trek, they're like, oh, let's... CBS, the TV, Warner Brothers for the movies. Cool. So they're, they're like, oh, you know what we need? We need to appease the fans. And, it's, yeah. and you're right. It's kind of like, no. If you, like, and if you, if you take Star Trek off of that discovery, if you called that anything else, people would have watched that and been like, ah, oh, it was decent sci-fi. But now that you've slapped the Star Trek name and logo on it and tied it into everything else suddenly it has these huge like weights to bear yes it's got your Kirk and your Picard and yeah it, and it has to appease the people who like Kirk or Picard because no one is a fuck about Janeway fucking <laughs> 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 Voyager is I'm going to say it again dog shit it's just it's my word of the show dog shit we're going to change the title of the podcast now to, and to dog shit the meanderings of dog shit thanks, <laughs> thanks Gavin you're welcome <laughs> I'll try um, and lessen my dog shit yes. oh, it's, it's good but, but yeah so it's, it's it's a weird I think it's a weird state of affairs and I think it's a weird one that I think it is odd that they they, they continually bring in these older things yes. and it, they're always trying to tie it in and you're right and I, I think it's because it's safe and it's easy it's, it's, like, it's printing money because they can they know it's like if you bring back a show with Picard People are gonna fucking tune in to watch. But then, but then, surely it hurts the 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 series as a whole. It hurts the brand because if it, if it comes back and it's not as good as what everyone remembers, and it never will be because nostalgia is the most powerful, yeah. the most powerful film watching thing ever. Fuels studios. Yeah. Is it like the eighties is now what every film like? Well, I mean, and we just obviously we, we had the whole the eighties nostalgia revival of movie with the Transformers, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, all getting about live action reboots yeah. because some genius up, in, up on high was like, oh wait a minute, the people that are spending money at the cinema are the kids of the eighties now. <laughs> Well, let's just make their films again. And now it's TV shows and movies like uh, or Stranger Things, which mm-hmm. is like set in the eighties, and it's just referencing the eighties. It's yeah. just like it's just you've got to live off nostalgia and understand why they do it because 
it's just such an easy way because yeah. it gets butts and seats. Like whenever I see anything Star Trek or Godzilla or anything else I watched as a kid, that for some reason I don't know why I watched like I, did, I don't know. But it's just like I'll see it and go, oh, I'm what, like, and Alien, Alien, the most perfect example. Originally Alien, one of my favourite films of all time. Yeah. I love that film. So when Alien Covenant was coming out, I was just like, here we go, because Prometheus, rubbish, not dog shit, <laughs> rubbish. That is dog shit. I just don't want to say dog shit, but I've never said dog shit more than I should. But Alien Covenant looked like Alien again. It, it looked scary back. and like yeah. guys on a ship on a planet. Like yes. And then it was Prometheus too. And it was Prometheus too. And I was like, why do you keep doing this to me, universe? Like, like any time I get excited for a film that. I get nostalgia is terrible though because I get excited for all these films because they were they made my childhood heart yep. beat and I go in and watch them and they're just not good and yeah. it's just like but is it, is it not good or is it because it's not what I remember exactly and, it, and, uh, and it's, it, my point stands again you take off the alien moniker from Prometheus and Covenant and, and add just that a sci-fi it's, film. It's, it, then it's an okay sci-fi film yeah. but because, because they insisted on making it part of the alien universe it, it then has weights to bear and it becomes ah this is actually not what I wanted to be in alien movies because if you look at the first two acts of Prometheus uh, as a solid sci-fi movie that, yeah. like Whoa, what's this mystery it's except for all the stupid scientists Yes, but they're just like, I'm going to stick my face in the worm. Worst scientists ever. The geologists as well, they're just like, hey, I'm going to throw these two things up. That's my job done. And then the other guy that's like, oh, yeah, we've all been specially picked for this mission. I'm going to run away from the very first thing I see. Like, what the, who are these bumpkins? <laughs> bumpkins? <laughs> I've gone for dog shit and you chose bumpkins? I'm going for bumpkins. Bumpkins, yeah. It's like, I, I, I think it's a solid... I mean, it looks incredible, I think, because it's from mm-hmm. Scott. But, and I think it's like a... A solid sci-fi film, minus the just plot idiocy. Yeah. But then you get to that final act, and it's just like all logic and interest and in- purely to make the alien, purely to make the alien be a part of the film, and, and to do and to, that, to they do had the, um, so many just ridiculous steps of yes. things that had to leaps, happen to make something yeah, to, to tie it loosely, like, and to tie it so incredibly loosely to the alien franchise. Yeah. Because what. If I remember correctly, and I haven't watched Prometheus in years, if I remember correctly, they find the black goo in the eggs, the android puts the black goo in the guy's drink, yes. who then has sex with his girlfriend, yes. who then becomes impregnated with a, a squid queen, which isn't an alien, but some other squiddy queen monster, yeah. which then has to grow to massive sizes, which then makes something that looks a bit like an alien. Because it takes... It- doesn't face hug it body hugs yeah. um, the uh, the jockey oh shit yeah I forgot about that bit uh, yeah seven steps seven ridiculous and then it bursts out of him oh. what, like, what is all that space jockey that was, I couldn't remember the first part of the jockey you got the jockey bit but dude, like, yeah, that's, that's, that's far too many steps to loosely tie something to alien when they could have just been like uh, it's, a, it's a different alien and, and at that point also, I would have never questioned any of it also like <clears throat> the whole space jockey thing of like who the space why is there a ship why have they got eggs oh, look at the skull and then oh, it's, they oh, it's a helmet it was just like it was just like yeah. no and then of course Covenant was even worse it was like turns out David created the aliens it's like are you fucking serious right now it's like no it's like, and that's of course because nostalgia is like I love alien it doesn't answer any questions and now they're answering the questions and I'm getting all uppity because it hurts my childhood totally You've ruined my childhood, as so many people actually. But it's like, I just, what I do is I just like 
doesn't exist. Yeah. I love Alien. Alien's still my favourite film. And I think just uh, I'm going to make a note about uh, unanswered questions as another podcast. Cause I think that could be quite interesting, it could Gavin. Be very interesting. There you go. Okay. Um, Coming up with three ideas. I know, and and actually this this does segue very easily and, and very naturally, which was completely unintended, into the the final thing I wanted to talk about, which is the state of sci-fi in cinema on mass. <clears throat> Personally, sci-fi is one of my, if not my favourite genre. I love it. I love all sci-fi. I think anything in sci-fi Especially is... When it's good and good sci-fi, sci-fi is, is the best, right? Yeah. I think. And you can obviously tie that into horror, sci-fi horror, sci-fi comedy, whatever. But if, if it's sci-fi, I'm usually hooked or I mean, I'm interested. And then if it's good, it usually knocks it out of the park. And I find that sci-fi films suffer the most because it is so entirely dominated by... Alien, Star Trek, and Star Wars, and their ongoing universes, and and Marvel to a degree now as well. These kind of like big tent poles that like make money and are... yeah, and and it's unfortunate because because when we get good sci-fi films, and <clears throat> by good I mean like the ones that kind of shine out, they are phenomenal. Like our ex machinas are. <clears throat> Excuse me. Our ex machinas. We've got our um, interstellar. Interstellar. Yeah. Our annihilations um, and moon. Things like that. Her. Like oh, yeah. all different subplots and all different kind of subgenres. But sci-fi at their very core. And all of those are brilliant films. But they are so few and far between. Yeah. Because I feel like people don't like to make sci-fi films because the moment anyone says the word sci-fi, people are like, oh yeah, Star Wars or Star Trek. And it's a real shame. I I I I think I think the state of cinema at the moment is. It's, it is struggling, and unless it's a blockbuster, it gets unless chucked on Netflix. Superhero movie. Yeah. yeah, it gets chucked on Netflix, and we are dies and dies, and, and we are we're missing out on a on a on a chunk of this. And it's, I mean, maybe we're getting to a better point because you're right. Annihilation was a good sci-fi film. Yeah, and that was that was straight onto Netflix. Well, in the US, it was released in theaters. Okay, had a theatre. Internationally, it was dumped onto Netflix, mm-hmm. which I thought was a damn shame because I would have, t- dude, totally loved to have seen that film on a big screen because it looks beautiful. Just like that final like twenty minutes in the lighthouse, I was just like hypnotized by yeah. like the music and the, just that hypnotic like that was insane. I just wanted to not be watching that on a TV and be watching that on a big screen. Yeah. and that's a case. That's a, a perfect example of. The studio didn't have faith because it was a sci-fi film, so we'll just dump it out on Netflix. Exactly, man. And it, and it is a total shame. And it's, it, I just feel like we're, we're losing. And it's, as with all cinema, it's it's a the ever, you know, the snake eating itself. Yeah. And Marvel falls into this, and I'll touch on that a whole other day. But, you know, you're right. Dump it on Netflix, and then dump it on Netflix. Doesn't do as well because it was on Netflix which means they put less money into their next sci-fi venture, which then they don't have faith in because it didn't have as much money plugged into it. I mean, look at the Cloverfield Paradox film. Yeah. I mean, that ties very well into stop trying to make things... Things. Things, interconnected. It's like because Cloverfield is like, oh, it's, there's a mystery, something fell from the sky, we don't know much. Ten Cloverfield Lane, it's like, is this the same like place? It's like, mm-hmm. don't answer it. But it's a whole other like separate story of just three people in a bunker okay. and it's incredible yep. and in Cloverfield Paradox you're like okay let's answer all of your questions like no 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 that's not what we wanted no. we wanted 10 Cloverfield Lane films yeah. where it's just like there's an alien in the background maybe but here's this other story that has nothing to do Dude, with like, it like 100% like I, if you gave me an anthology of films that had very very yeah, loose ties where I got to make my own kind of like oh that's probably connected to that If I, brilliant if I could connect my own breadcrumbs that's what I want but what we get instead is like here you go. Here's the answer. Because we think you're an idiot. 
And it's, a sh- and it's always a rubbish answer. Because yes. the answer is never as good as the question. And it's never... And you're right. And, and on top of that, it's never as good as what you think. Yeah. It's never going to be as good as what I wanted because it because what I wanted is what I wanted. <laughs> That's what I feel like one of the most dangerous things about when I watch a TV show or a movie I really love and then I go into Reddit and I just see these like, what if? And then people will just be like, and I'm like, you're just going to start to disappoint yourself because totally. there'll be like um, Game of Thrones' biggest TV show there can be. After every episode, people like to go on which they're very go nuts and do it because that's why the internet's great you can do it you can literally do this and I say the word dog shit yeah. 17 times a minute but they get to go what if Cersei is actually planning this and this is the end game and blah 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 and like that's such a cool idea but that's not what it's going to be and you're just going to be disappointed yeah. and it's kind of because the answer again never going to be as good as what you think what you want could totally. be and, I mean, if, and, if, and if filmmakers, if, if filmmakers, it's not even filmmakers, it's studios, because filmmakers are, are us. You know what I mean? Like, they're people like us yeah. who, who have a dream, and then film ah, studios really? are the ones that shit all over it. But, um, yeah, like. I mean, Last Jedi is a perfect example where J.J. Abrams at End of the Force Awakens had left his, like, 19 questions up in the air just to be, like, batting back and forth for two mm-hmm. years. And the internet batted those back and forth. Or, what, Sherlock season two when he killed himself? Yep. Just. What, four years in mm-hmm. between that and there being an answer just the internet back and, back and forth like oh maybe it's this maybe it's that maybe it's that and then the answers come out and it's not the answers you wanted and so it's you know and it, and it, again kind of that snake eating itself what is that called Ouroboros but like the, the, the real the, the issue with all of that and I suppose it's going to continue on forever but um I can't remember the point I was going to I have once I've again meandered off I've and, literally forgotten what, exactly what I was going to say what was I saying at this point, there will be an edit. <laughs> what the fuck was I going to say, Gavin? Yeah, we'll just go back. But yeah, effectively, effectively, I feel like the smaller, not smaller, but the more interesting sci-fi stories that are out there are getting overshadowed because they need to be blockbusters and, and, and ah, it's I a mean, killer. If you look at it right now, where some of the best sci-fi is coming from is Black Mirror, mm-hmm. which is an anthology TV series. Totally. Which I can fully see them doing a movie at some point, but... Hopefully they don't, because it'll... I hope not. Because it, it works as a TV series. Yeah, and, we, and we get the kind of semi-TV movies at the end of each season now, which they continue. Yeah. You know, and, and that's a problem in itself, because I, I actually, I loved I loved the first series of Black Mirror. I watched that before yeah. anyone had, and everyone was like, what, what is it? And I was like, just watch it on Netflix. It will fuck you up. It will, and it was brilliant. Season two was brilliant. Season three, they started, like, the cracks started to show. Uh, and then season four... I think I remember not enjoying there, there was a few odd ones which I was like brilliant bleak dark but actually a lot of them were like oh okay it's the same thing for me the problem I have with Black Mirror is there's now so many episodes and they're all completely different from one another they yeah. all just blend in and yeah. I can't remember like was that season 3 or 5 just and, like, and because of that as well you, there's there's episodes in which, which just get left out which yeah. I, can't, I can't even like, I remember ones that I didn't enjoy, and I remember ones that I did enjoy, but I'm sure there's ones in between all that, which... I mean, from the, m- the most recent season, the two that I remember is the one that was like Star Trek, because obviously it was like Star Trek. And, and like, that was a really good episode, actually. So, like, just such a clever way of doing it. And another one was the relationship one, where it's like, you have eight yeah. hours left with each other, and it's like... And then how that episode ends, I'm just like, genius, like... Yeah. Probably one of the best episodes of television I'd watched it's in a really such a long time. Just like... The Star Trek one, funnily enough, though, um, I'm surprised they didn't get in trouble for it. Have you ever you read any Christopher Brookmeyer? No. Yeah. Scottish uh, author. Oh, big... in fact, I, th- 
I met him. <laughs> met him? I met him once, yeah. Uh, when I was at college, he came to our college. Oh, that's amazing. And then uh, he, I've got Bedlam. I've got, uh, that's I've got, literally what I was about to say. I've got about. his book, yeah. Have you read it? Yeah. Yeah, that, that Bedlam is the that episode of Black Mirror. Like, yeah. like pretty much... <clears throat> identical. Like, yeah. I, was, I was really surprised that like they didn't at the end and say they like, made a video from it as well. They did. I heard it wasn't very good. It's alright. It, it, it it's annoying. It ends up being fairly standard FPS like video game fare. But meh, I played it. Nice I enjoyed time. it. Like nice it was yeah. it was alright. But yeah, like yeah, it's sci-fi is a is a weird beast at the moment, and I um and where I think sci-fi was at its best can be at its best again and just to bring it back can be Star Trek because the, and I'm not just saying it because I'm a Star Trek boy but the greatness of Star Trek is it's almost like an anthology with yeah. a running story yeah, through it yeah, yeah. it's like 24 episodes and each episode is like there's a weird messed up moral science question we're being thrown our way let's tackle it through this episode mm-hmm. and by the end of the episode we'll come to a kind of resolution that's interesting or maybe is wrong and that's what TNG was best at and TNG like the whole stuff with Data it's like he's an android but is he sentient is he his own person and him and Picard exploring that over episodes and seasons yeah. and seeing it evolve and then through the movies they try to evolve a wee bit God, I could do a whole thing on those <laughs> Star Trek movies House of Cards but it's like TNG was best when it was just like here's an interesting sci-fi concept for the episode and let's just play with it it's like yeah. yes that's great totally and sci-fi now is more like massive broad ideas with no actual kind of thought or analysis or exploration it's just kind of like your Star Wars it's like we've got the guys here the bad Bangers guys here yeah. they have a laser and we have a ship and it's like <laughs> the and this is the final thing I think we'll talk about very quickly I think we'll, we'll cut this one because we're coming up to time but the final thought I have on this is sci-fi I feel yeah I'm gonna yeah sci-fi I feel hasn't it seems to be now that filmmakers of sci-fi who want to make sci-fi film feel like they can't do it unless they have some kind of twist yes they have to shamble on it yeah and it's like no you don't like her didn't do it but Moon had a twist yeah. and I'm trying to all my favourite films at the moment like all my favourite sci-fi films at the moment had these twists in the end and I'm trying it's to Annihilation kind of had a twist at the yeah end. well it pretty much did like I was kind of like uh, you don't need to do that a bit of a mind twist definitely yeah and no, I definitely did because what they should do instead of a twist is just have an open question because sometimes I love because the internet also loves it I love when a film is kind of like and maybe this happened and he's like Ooh. and then you get to like and if the answer's somewhere back in the film yeah. and you get to go back and watch the film go oh, that's in- maybe that's like kind of proceeding this bit totally. or leading into that and I'm sure like, I said it earlier but yeah like let me make let me follow my own breadcrumbs and let me kind of come up with my own yeah I love a film that just lays them out for you and lets you play along and yeah. be a and, part and, of and that's that is probably a big kind of you know negative to that guy the original point of cut topic, Star Wars and Star Trek and Marvel to a degree, because I'm lumping that in there now. Like, you need an end point. Otherwise, you are going to... You're going to piss off everybody. You're going to have your fans who didn't get what they wanted. You're going to have the people that thought they knew better. And it's just going to... You know, I mean, other than the people lining their pockets, like, you're going to blow up your own thing because it's not what anybody wanted anymore. I mean, it's not sci-fi, but look at The Walking Dead TV show. That is like... Exactly. That should have ended four or five seasons ago. Totally. 
Over. They're running into a new one. It's just like, no. <laughs> All right. Well, I think on that we will... I think we'll take a break. Um, yeah. I, join us next week for... Or what will we do? Bi-weekly? If not monthly? Join us next time we put up a podcast. Yeah, for more just meandering... Meandering chats about pretty much everything. Good boy, was that um, <laughs> Next next podcast um, will either be a our standard format that we're going to try and work out or it will be what I made a little note about of um, unexplored questions in films and, and how that kind of affects the, the mass so yeah come back for it I was Gary Copeland um, this was Big Gav Big Gav <laughs> I'm going to have a different name every time good man and uh, yeah thank you very much for listening we'll see you we'll speak to you soon <laughs>